0: Hey there. Welcome to the In Between. We hey man. A, we got me and Colson and Paul for the next 6 weeks, brother.
1: Oh yeah, this is going to be great. Actually, I won't be here for the whole 6 weeks.
0: That's true. Paul and I are going to have to I'll
1: be here carry for on. another probably one or two.
0: Yeah, and then and then Maggie's going to have a baby and you're yes. going to be busy.
1: So I'll be I'll be busy helping tend to the to the young lad or lass. We don't know what it is yet.
0: We know it's a baby.
1: Valid. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul. Hey. Glad you're here. Glad no. you're back. My Chris. mind immediately went to
2: Go ahead. John having to do this alone, though.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, that's a, a distinct possibility. Hey, I'm just letting y'all know that we're going to have church. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> here are the songs that I chose. I don't know what I would say. Like yeah. when, that, would, that, that would
2: That could be fun, though. Talk through one time, how, like what you chose and why you chose it. I don't how? think I've
0: ever done it by myself. Even the first, like when we like were testing the mics and like the setup and just saying, like, "Hey, we're gonna do this." You were mm. there, Paul. Right. You were there from the beginning. Or you
1: know, you could have special guests come in. You could you could bring that's you know, true. Other people from the ministry team over too, if you wanted.
0: I mean, but do we really want to hear from them?
1: that's on that's on you,
0: man? Okay, that's on you. I didn't. Say All I have to think about it. Well. Those guys. So,
2: but we're without Chris because he right. started his sabbatical. Which, right. yes. I would imagine that those who are listening, attention enough to listen to this stuff, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they know. Known they know. That, um, this is not a shocker. They probably to you. saw him get his shield. He had a soft start to his sabbatical <laughs> with a, a vacation. <laughs> I like some that. vacation days soft before. Start. Soft start. Uh, it was a soft opening. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he preached uh, well, kind of closing up again our time, who we are together mm. um, this last Sunday. And then officially kicked it off and then started um, his sabbatical. Even though when I came up to teach Sunday night, uh, he was here teaching Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so again, well, he didn't start until Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. So it still all worked out. But Great. But yeah, well, he is on sabbatical, so we can be mindful of that and prayerful for him that he experiences rest. And that in the time that we're all, you know, kind of facing that, his plans actually come together. Because um, obviously there's a little bit of stress anytime that you have a bunch of plans and trips yeah. and schedules to meet with people and mm-hmm. one thing can throw it all off. And then once one's out of whack, it can all change. So
0: yeah. he sent his like list of, I I guess to me, because it, it, I mean, some of them didn't have dates on them. It was kind of like a wish list of things that he was going to do this uh, over the sabbatical. And my own, I like, I was like, I have to respond. And I responded and said, well, don't forget to rest. there's a lot of things to get done i mean it is six weeks so six weeks yeah that's super generous of the church and we're always so grateful um anytime any of us get to do it because it's uh it's refreshing for all of us for one of us to be refreshed if that makes sense sure
1: i i think it does make Eh, sense yeah i think it really does um and i'm really grateful for that so all, what you're saying is Chris is not here, so we not are kick, we are kicking off our series in Psalms
0: with guest
1: speakers. Is
0: yeah. that what you're telling me. I mean, Chris has a has a habit of, uh, um, letting other people uh, preach over things that he's maybe nervous about. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, he's he's talked about he's talked about um, Psalms and how it's hard for him to. Um, talk through songs, but he's not scared of it. Um, yeah. In fact, I think at some point we'll probably do that. Well, he's
1: not here, so you could. I mean, you could say. Yeah. Whatever. No, I can
0: say whatever I want. He's he's not allowed to talk to me about work stuff. So.
1: <laughs> but he can write it down. Oh. He can write it down, <laughs> oh. and
0: in six weeks I will pay for
1: it. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to let it fester for six weeks.
0: Anyway, yeah. so who do we have first? He's going to send coded messages to Paul, and like fire John. Right. <laughs> Wait, does that mean what I think it means? Yeah, fire John. Um, but yeah, who's, but it's, going to be great. Um, we're going to have six, uh, well, five, um, because in the middle of it, we'll also have disciple now weekend, which, um, is going to be Chris shared preaching. Great. But the first, uh, so five guys preaching five different Psalms. Um, and then this first one is going to be Psalm 107
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we've got a, a friend of our church from way back. Uh, a friend of our church, a friend of our church staff, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. We've known Gary Brandenburg for quite a while. He actually used to be um, a pastor at uh, Grace Community, for those of you that know Grace yeah. in our community.
2: <laughs> and know that. Um, uh, he was the lead pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Dallas. Yeah. So that the move was in about 2004.
0: And I think he did that for like... A while, because it was just yeah. in, I think, the past... Almost, twenty years that they did the transition. Yeah, almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so.
1: And now, now is he added? Is he at a church now, or is he still like kind of? We well, had that question. That we'll from, have to ask.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll I, have I to ask thought, exactly
0: what he's doing because I thought yeah, I, th- I
2: thought he was kind of a pastor emeritus. Of oh gosh, gotcha. but that may. But they didn't indicate anything on the website when I looked it up when I heard he was preaching. So I may be off on that. Yeah he um, he, I'm, he did I'm sure say he's doing ministry yeah whatever he did you know, yeah. say paid or not when he i talked little to little,
0: him yesterday he was uh, talking to somebody else he was like i gotta get to work and i was like oh like he's 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 trying to like hold that schedule so this is he's not in retirement great i would say um, okay cool well i'm excited to hear him i've I'm, never heard him speak before and excited to catch up with him like i'm uh he's gonna be uh he uh, is a very unique guy. Wait, where um, do you he actually right, straight out of college uh played professional baseball, was drafted by the Orioles out of college. Did you know that? I did not. I bet Paul knew, I knew that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so where Paul do you guys a, know him from before beforehand? Grace. So you knew him from
1: Grace?
2: And there's some overlap with Point Cove. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. He never worked there, but he okay. Was, again a speaker. Speaker, yeah, yeah. Tyler so. like and then just Tyler being a smaller town.
0: Tyler being a smaller town, and new, he uh, and was a and, yeah, was like a that. pastor at a big church yeah. that a lot of Pine Cove people went to. Okay, he just he had a lot of influence over um, a lot of people that we love and respect. So very yeah. cool.
1: Well, I'm excited that he's coming.
0: Yeah, and he's going to uh, um, preach on Psalm 107, which is not a short psalm, but I mean it's not Psalm 119, so we can't really say it's a long psalm. That's right. Um. So we were uh, toying with the idea, and I think we're going to do this. We're, we're just going to do it. Um, every time uh, during this time, we are going to spend a, a, just a little bit of the time to actually read through the psalm. Paul, can you tell us, like, the psalms, are, psalms are a little bit tricky. Um, and it's, if you read, like, there are different translations of the Bible, um, but you can see a lot of the differences in the translations, especially in the Psalms. Why is that?
2: Um, Well, again, so Hebrew language um, has a lot smaller, um, biblical Hebrew, I should say, Mm -hmm. to make sure to clause. Uh, Biblical Hebrew has a um, relatively small vocabulary, uh, especially related to, compared to, you know, Greek, the New Testament counterpart. Um, (laughs) And so
0: those Greeks, they're wordy.
2: Yeah, and, and a lot with it is context, and so you may have, you know, as Chris references, probably most often, um, you know, you ha- you can have a word that could mean one thing or could mean the opposite of it, and the only way that you know is by context, context um, that around. This is one of the um, for, for Chris while he was in Israel, getting faced with um, uh, Job getting counsel from his wife and from his friends, and his wife says... uh, Bless God and die. Yeah, bless God, and you should go about and and bless God and then die. Um, And in some translations it says curse God and die um, of the older manuscripts, and that's what they were, you know, uh, to this Jew who was kind of countering Chris on, no, it's not curse God and die because no Jew would ever say that. No Mm. Jew would say you would curse God. And so, again, even this in context is makes for kind of an interesting, interesting the word struggle. is the same word. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bless and curse is the same word. And the only reason, you know, you know, she was like, he, she said, bless God and die. What she meant in her heart probably was hurt. Curse God and die, but she wouldn't say curse God and die. Well, it's the same word. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, there, there's such, there's such an intricacy. And I mean, like, I mean that in a, in a very respectful way. Um, there is, it is so different from English that there's a lot of it that I think if we just take it on, um, if we try to read Hebrew and I think especially the Psalms, because they're so playing on, um, symbols and, um, I mean, they're poems, they're, they're songs. So they're, they're playing on, uh, a lot of imagery and um and and trying to use words right um and as they're as they're playing on each other like there's there's so much there that we as very analytical even the least analytical of us we're still english speakers which is a very analytical mm-hmm. um language like we're we're much more apt to translate greek or latin or Any of the romantics over Hebrew, which is just incredibly different. So that's actually why the translation, the message came into existence, right? Yeah, Eugene Peterson actually was a Hebrew
2: um, scholar before anything else, and so even though you know he wrote and and a lot came out with the Message first in the New Testament, um, one of his goals was to was really to do the Psalms, and that's why the Psalms came out second. Oh, second. Well, published, second. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think he started working on it before we started working yeah. on anything else. But then there was a publishing push for the New Testament to come out, um, if I remember right. And then, um, but really, that's that's where his his whole motivation was that uh, re kind of rewording into a way that kind of did some of the poetic justice because again, in Hebrew, you know, now you have. Even a more ancient form of writing back to you know these root words that are tying together to other words that are just when you translate them into the you know common vernacular English like Mm -hmm. you're gonna miss like you know the sounding or the phrase or or you know not really rhyme scheme but I think we can understand what we're saying Uh, and so his goal was to try to recreate some of that and then expand on this because again in a Hebrew mind they may hear or say a word but be thinking a sentence or picture or story mm-hmm. a lot of the times that's the case how interconnected um you know scriptures are that way and their <laughs> diligence as a as a community um to memorize those scriptures that you know it would be hearkening back on all kinds of illusions and illustrations and things mm-hmm. and so his you know some of his pursuit was to try to recreate that in a way that sounded good and so mm-hmm. oftentimes you know especially when i was going through my academic studies you know the and for a time when the message came out in the academic world, it was kind of downplayed because again, some it's of It's not a,
0: not a translation. It's a commentary. Yeah. That's and what it, I was always told.
2: Yeah. And so you kind of have, you have on a spectrum, you have kind of word for word. Um, so they're just taking a word by word and then they're taking a thought by a thought. Um, and then you kind of have a summarization as the far extreme of the thought mm-hmm. by thought. And his is kind of a adaptation or summarization. And, Or again, for Greek, that has a very systematic rule following, you know, words mean what they mean because of the way that they're put in and the translation of what it are. Again, I say, it isn't bad. Just know what you're reading. And that is a adaptation or summarization. So I wouldn't read the message out of a, you know, Pauline epistle and then go and preach based on something I pulled out of his already adaptation or summarization, because it's probably more likely... Nope, this is what it says, so we need yeah. to follow what it says. But in Hebrew, yeah. that, that is totally great. And so I actually, the most of the time when I read um, anything from the message, it is when, I'm, when I've read a psalm and I want to go back know, and meditate on it. And mm-hmm. so, um, because again, I think it then does more justice and is more appropriate of it's not violating some kind of structure of a system, but then it's expounding upon it even more. And so, yep.
1: Again, yeah, I love that. I've, I have not heard it described like that. So that yeah. that helps me, and I hope that'll help yeah. other people. listen. Kids. So that's really cool.
2: And I always got that question, you know, speaking at youth groups or mm-hmm. at FCA's or, you know, when I was doing student ministry, you know, that was one of the ones. Because normally I did or I do uh, typically read and teach out of the ESV. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and it really is preferential at that level of I like it. It's mm-hmm. what I use at home. So I didn't want to do it, you know, disconnected. It's what I'm studying at home or using at home and then teaching something different. Um, and I, and so by the most part, when people ask, why do you teach from that? I say, well, it's my preference and it's not bad. Like right. That's the qualification. If yeah. it's a bad translation, don't use it. Um, but if it's a good one, then use it by sure preference, but then also use it by the way, again, what kind of translation it is. And so yeah. as long as you're using a translation that is a good translation within what it is used for, well then great. You know, don't, don't pull apart word by word a thought by thought translation um, or, you know, it's same same type misnomer. Don't get caught, you know, in a word by word trying to then mm-hmm. um, pull out and do your own kind of bigger summary. So, you no, know, if it's a good translation, if it's being published fine um, it's probably worth using and it's out there. And another kind of interesting note about translations for us, one of the other things that, um, you know, kind of casted, cast doubt upon the translations of is there a good one or is there a better one was more recently, especially, you know, you had the King James established forever and then a new King James has come in as a revisionary copy Mm -hmm. forever. And then all of a sudden after that, in our lifetimes, you had lots of translations emerge. And now it's like, Oh, is this the better one? Or is this one out? The assumption, natural assumption is wait a minute. Yeah. We got to improve on something. So they've released something because they're trying to make it better. And you know, again, all these major translations from major publishing companies put together very very wise scholars who mm-hmm. are having input into this and and most often yes there still can be in individual situations a preference to one or the other that's doing something that's more helpful or more true to the text but in reality why there are so many um is publishing companies uh, and so that was one of the things because if you are a publishing the growth of multiple christian publishing houses um, now, if they and create a new publishing house, and they're citing, you know, Christian writings that all are citing Bible verses out of another publishing company's produced Bible translation, well, then they have to pay rights, and they have to pay, um, you know, to be able to use that. And so they then, of course, in their publishing company, come out with their own translation. I am, so a lot of those emerged that way.
0: I'm not opposed to people getting paid. Do not hear me saying that. I hear you oh say my that. gosh.
2: That's just because you loved the, uh, the what's Chris's the singer who gave away a song to Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins to was it Amy Grant?
0: Well, he, I, yeah, the, the, the I think the Amy Grant. I don't know which. Like, that's the story that's always told is that Amy Grant called and said, "Hey, can I use?" I don't know if it was uh, Awesome God or if it was another one, um, or it was or Michael W. Smith. Those are the two that I've heard because they were both connected to him when he was known more as a writer than a singer and he was like yeah sure and then his uh
1: agent or whatever or
0: whoever was like management of some kind was like you can't do that (laughs) it's like i mean that's stupid (laughs) but anyway so um in fairness or not in fairness to uh, talking about um oh my gosh translations <clears throat> Gary will actually be using ESV when he preaches, but I think it's a it's a it would be a cool thing, especially since we just talked about it. If I read uh, Psalm 107 to you in the message, so if you've got your ESV, this would actually be a cool thing. Um, You're going to open it up um, and read along and see the differences. Okay. <clears throat> oh, thank God, He's so good. His love never runs out. All of you set free by God, tell the world, tell how he freed you from oppression, then rounded you up from all over the place, from the four winds, from the seven seas. Some of you wandered for years in the desert, looking but not finding a good place to live, half starved and parched with thirst, staggering and stumbling on the brink of exhaustion. Then in your desperate condition, you called out to God. He got you out of out in the nick of time. He put your feet on a... Wonderful road that took you straight to a good place to live. So thank God for his marvelous love for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. He poured great drop draught, draughts, drops. I don't know of water. I don't I, it, it's always funny when I'm like i'm I've been reading English for a long time. How do I not know how to say that word? Draughts of water down parched throats. He starved. Uh, the starved <laughs> he starved. The starved and hungry got plenty to eat. Some of you were locked in a dark cell cruelly confined behind bars, punished for defying God's word, for turning your back on the uh, on the high God's counsel. A hard sentence and your heart's so heavy um, and not a soul in sight to help. then you called out to God in your desperate condition, He got you out in the nick of time. He led you out of your dark, dark cell, broke open the jail, and led you out. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. He shattered the uh, heavy jailhouse doors. He snapped the prison bars like matchsticks. Some of you were sick because you had lived a bad life, your body's feeling the effects of your sin. You couldn't stand the sight of food, so miserable you thought you'd uh, be better off dead. Then you called out to God in your desperate condition. He got you out in the nick of time. He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you back from the brink of death. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Offer thanksgiving sacrifices. Tell the world what he's done. Sing it out. Some of you set sail in big ships. You put to sea to do business in a faraway port. Out at sea, you got, saw God in action, saw his breathtaking taking uh, waves with the ocean. With a word, he called up the wind. An ocean storm, towering waves. You shot high in the sky, then the bottom dropped out. Your hearts were stuck in your throats. You were spun like a top. You reeled like a drunk. You didn't know which end was up. That was actually really poetic. I felt it in that one. Then you called out to God in your desperate condition. He got you out in the nick of time. He quieted the wind down uh, to a whisper, put a muzzle on all the big waves. And you were so glad when the storm died down and he led you safely back to harbor. harbor. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Lift high your praises when the people assemble. Shout hallelujah when the elders meet. God turned it rivers into wasteland, springs of water into sun-baked mud. Luscious orchards became al- ki- uh, alkali flats um, because of the evil of the people who lived there. When he changed uh, wasteland into fresh pools of water, arid earth into springs of water, brought in the hungry and settled them there, they moved in. What a great place to live. They sowed the fields, they planted vineyards, they reaped a bountiful harvest. He blessed them and they prospered greatly. Their herds of cattle never decreased, but abuse but abuse and evil uh, and trouble declined as he heaped scorn on princes and sent them away. He gave the poor a safe place to live. He treated their clans like well care for sheep. Good people see this and are glad. Bad people are speechless, stopped in their tracks. If you are really wise... You'll think this over. It's time you appreciated God's deep love. Amen. So you could, I mean, it. you can hear the, like, the, I guess, the poetry.
2: Yeah, poetry that we're more
0: familiar with. That we're more familiar with, like that. So, what, so thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Like, we are comfortable, I guess, poetically with that rhythm.
2: And again, it's not to to our ears. It sounds familiar, and to a good Jew, this the Hebrew would sound familiar. Yeah, and it would be. And then you know, again, there's a lot of things that you know in in Hebrew poetry rely on repetition mm-hmm. um, or repeating certain elements. And and so again, even with you know the way that oftentimes the message handles it is then if it is the same thing repeated, um, he, you know Eugene Peterson may bring a instead of just repeating the same exact phrase three ways, three times in a row. So mm-hmm. now it just sounds like the same thing, done, done, done. Um, he may now elaborate on that or bring a new picture for the second time and then a different picture the third time, all within the same exact, I mean, meaning. I don't mm-hmm. think, again, it doesn't deviate from that. But, again, it just makes it into something that's perhaps more accustomed to our ears. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is It is really, really interesting what, again, the the quote-unquote rules or lack of Rules, mm. um, but at least patterns of Hebrew poetry that are just are just very different, and so it makes For it sure. an interesting interesting language.
0: Um, so, I mean, having read it, uh, the um, I think the that that phrase that's repeated so often, um, what what we're used to seeing it translated as is steadfast love. His steadfast love endures forever is what uh, um, ESV said. This is Hesed which you'll hear on Sunday um from Gary. It, it this is the um I'm trying to think what uh Sally Lloyd Jones calls it. The never stopping, never ending um something, love of God.
1: Um, Unbreaking always and forever love. It's like a long yeah, phrase. Yeah, it's a long
0: phrase. But uh that's it's one of those words that's that's um talked about a lot because Scripture actually uses it a lot in the Old Testament um, to talk about the the kind of love that God loves us with.
2: <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't know if you are done. Like, I didn't know if I was going to jump in. Or yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that snuck up on me. In the, the simplest like it's oftentimes in the simplest terms, it's the description of what we would have in the Greek as the agape love. And so kind of in the highest covenantal um, love that is given towards us, um, even, again, and for the people of Israel, um, only because he chose them, um, not necessarily because of their right. merit, but because he's the one who's established a covenant relationship with them. And, covenant love. Uh, yeah, and he does it. And so, yeah, it's oftentimes steadfast love, um, deep love, uh, unwavering love, and you, you, or just favor. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have oftentimes it just translated as as truly as God's favor. Um, being, being upon his people. And so,
0: yeah, it's something that, uh, I was actually talking to my class on Sunday night, um, about kind of where we are. Like, we, we do a prayer time at the beginning, and, and, um, mom was like, I, I just really feel like we need to pray for the world. And I was like, you know what? I got a different, we're, we're going to do something different. Um, it's not that I don't think we should pray for where we are in the world or anything like that. Um, but instead let it, let us um, in our prayer, praise God for what he has done. Um, praise him for his, for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Because I feel like that's part of the problem with where we are in the world is we're so focused on how we're going to fix it. And it's like, it just turns into flailing in um, and, and so many of these situations. What it takes is, um, the, sorry, in, I'm referencing Psalm 107. You can't see my hands. So many of the situations that are described here, it's, it's bad. It gets bad. It gets bad. And it gets worse. And then um, when people get desperate, then they cry out to God. And it's like, let's just go ahead and cry out right now let's just let's just thank him for what he's already done and, and and you know ask him to help like you're you're really good and you've always provided and you love us beyond what we could possibly hope or imagine and you just keep doing it because that is your character and your steadfast love your covenant love is predicated on you and not us and it endures forever Please, God, help us. Anyway, it's going to be a good Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Be encouraged.